our listener and my friend Tiffany uh, got a hold of me. She sent me a really cool audio message after our episode on um, the uh, people that you hang around with and how they can affect your habits. Mm -hmm. And she wanted to hear us talk about how to break a bad habit. Oh, that's a good one. Because mm-hmm. we do, we talk a lot about, you know, getting, wanting good habits, but I mean, a lot of the time, I mean, I've certainly experienced this. There's been some bad habits I've needed to kick and Definitely. kick again. Well, I think every human's got that. So uh, it's worth uh, addressing. Let's talk about it. I'm excited. Hello, improvers, and welcome back to the Improvement Project. It's getting hot outside, so Jenny and Peggy have decided to shorten things up for the next few episodes in something they've called Summer Shorts. It's the same great content in a fraction of the time, so sit back, stay cool, and enjoy Summer Shorts! Welcome to The Improvement Project, a podcast about being a better human through good habits, challenging yourself, learning from a wide range of experts, and celebrating all the little wins along the way. I'm Dr. Peggy Malone, a healthcare provider and human being, trying my best to be better and encouraging others to do the same. I'm in London, Ontario, Canada, and with me is my disciplined accountability partner, Jenny. That's me, Jenny Kaus, a marketing professional from St. Thomas, Ontario. I'm a small town gal and a big believer in the power of habits. We know from research and from our year of monthly habit challenges, how our daily choices impact and ultimately create our lives. So we're getting intentional about our habits and we hope to inspire you to become more disciplined, more consistent, happier, healthier, more productive, and and overall your own best self. Today's episode is episode 112 of The Improvement Project and the sixth episode of our Summer Shorts Shorter Summer Episodes. We decided to record a few shorter episodes of approximately 10 minutes to give us a wee break through the hot summer months. You'll still get some great content about habits, intentional living, other stuff we're interested in, but in bite-sized format for the eight or nine weeks of summer. Yeah, usually we talk about forming better habits to make us better humans, But as we know, it's not always about making better habits. Sometimes we got to break some bad ones in there. So bad habits can run the gamut from, I don't know, here's some examples, nail biting. Are you a nail biter, Peg? I am, yes. Ah. And I go through phases. I can break it for a while and then it comes back. Um, So maybe some other examples are uh, mindless eating, gossiping. I mean, there's tons of different bad habits, you know, smoking. There's lots of different things, um, but they can be obviously very different and specific to each person. Um, And as you mentioned at the top of the show, one of our awesome listeners, Tiffany, wrote in asking about breaking bad habits. So we thought this would be a great time to talk about this topic. So as per usual, we want to talk about one of our online pretend best friends and their thoughts on the situation. So we're bringing in the very lovely expertise of James Clear, one of our online pretend best friends. And he's written a great article on this topic that we will link up to in the show notes so that you can check it out. He says that most of your bad habits are a coping mechanism, which are caused by stress and boredom. He advises to break this cycle by coming up with new habits to replace the bad habits. And of course, getting honest about the cause of your bad habits to really understand them. James Clear says that the key to breaking bad habits is replacing them with something that provides a similar benefit to the bad habit. So before we go on, we were just talking about me and my nail biting. 
it happens when I'm anxious or when I'm stressed for sure. Sure. And when I um, make an effort to massage uh, oil or cream into my nails, instead of biting them, that becomes the new habit. And then I also go get a manicure and then that's sort of like a reward for the new habit. So there's something about replacing the other thing, like the bad thing with something else um, that um, maybe uh, will become evident when we talk about some of the tips that he gives. So he gives these tips for breaking bad habits. So choose a substitute for your bad habit and plan ahead for what to do when you have the stress or boredom that usually trigger your bad habit. So you had a, you just gave a great example of this is instead of, you know, when you feel that urge to bite your nails, you know, rub oil in there. I think that's a great job. I know the, and the one for me that always I I struggled with was drinking diet Pepsi and uh, you know, a way that I can kind of cope with that is by having maybe sparkling water on hand or something else that's desirable to drink. I also really like water with lemon and uh, cucumber slices in it. Oh, like spa water. Yeah. So if I have that on hand, then I don't feel an urge to have the brown bubbly, if you will. <laughs> so those are good examples. So another um, point that he makes is reducing the amount of triggers. So for me, don't buy diet Pepsi. Don't have it in the house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's a, a way to do it. Um, you know, just taking away the ability to easily access that thing. Um, I don't know what the reducing the trigger would be for nail biting. Well, it's probably just managing anxiety better or like, you know, planning better. So I'm not in stressful or anxious situations or in maybe, maybe it's more relevant in my world that I need to substitute something else versus reducing sure. the triggers. Um, the next point he makes is to join up with someone else. So it can be tempting to keep your bad habits to yourself because sometimes you can even feel shameful about them. I know when I started drinking diet Pepsi again, after many years of not drinking it, I felt very ashamed and embarrassed and I didn't want to tell anyone. Um, but if you pair up with somebody who also wants to kick a similar habit, then you can hold each other accountable. And this doesn't even have to be someone with the same bad habit. It can be someone who just also wants to kick a bad habit. You join up and check in with each other to see how it's going. Yeah. So that accountability piece works for positive habits as well as for bad habits. So that's great that you can get the support of somebody else as you're trying to break a bad habit. That's a great idea. Mm -hmm. So then leading into that uh, or out of that is surrounding yourself with people who have the type of habits and lifestyle that you're looking to emulate. So, you know, maybe if you are, one of your bad habits is uh, being sedentary and you want to be more active, maybe spend more time with your friend that's a runner and, you know, or maybe just lives a more active lifestyle, do that, spend more time with them and some of that'll rub off on you. Well, and I think it's similar with somebody who's a smoker. If you constantly hang out with smokers, it's likely you're going to continue to smoke. So if you hang out with people that don't smoke, then it's likely you're going to stop smoking or you'll smoke less at the very least. Absolutely. Um, He also mentions visualization. I thought this was kind of cool. And to really picture yourself and sit and imagine yourself curbing that bad habit um, and what your life would look like on the other side to really get a clear image in your mind of what that would look like. I thought that was cool. Yeah, that is cool. And that sort of speaks to um, identity a little bit. It's kind of like, mm-hmm. what, who am I going to be when I don't have this bad habit anymore? Yeah. So there's, um, 
I'm just reading this really cool book, which I mentioned to you before we started recording by Jim Quick called Limitless. And he talks a little bit about changing bad habits or replacing bad habits with good habits. And one of the things that he said, and I think it's obvious, but it's also important to address. Every time I have a patient that's a smoker or they're struggling with a bad habit around their health, the first question I always ask them is, do you want to be a non-smoker? Do you want to make a change for your health? Because if, if somebody doesn't want it, it doesn't matter all the advice. You could give them the best advice in the world. So the very first step is you have to want it. You have to want to change, which yeah. seems obvious, but I think probably if you want to change a bad habit, you really have to check in and do a gut check. Do I actually want to change this habit? Or do I just think I should because, you know, I'm yes. getting some pressure. So you got to want it. And you know what's it. really funny is about a year ago, um, I was teaching my son to ride a bike. And the day before we were going to work on it, I watched a bunch of YouTube videos and the one really piece of interesting piece of advice that kept coming up was to start with asking your child, do you want to learn how to ride your bike without training wheels? Amazing. And making sure that they say yes, because if you get that yes, that they want to do it, it's going to be so much easier. But if it's not something they want, that that's going to be your struggle. So, Absolutely. And it was something that would have never occurred to me. That's cool. But we, it goes to show we have to want something, right? We have to have that why. Um, I really like this final point he made was don't beat yourself up. If you slip up, have some grace for yourself and just begin again. Definitely. Yeah. I like what he says too. Like don't miss more than once. Like, okay, so today didn't go well, but tomorrow's a new day. Start again. That's kind of the beauty of the 24 hour day, right? You got another well, chance and, to do it again. And on that note, I think probably it's also important to understand and to expect that you will fail. Yeah. So when it happens, instead of being like, oh dear, I messed up again. I can't even trust myself. Expect that it's going to happen at some point and then have a plan for when it does, which is yeah. I need to reset. I need to like get back after it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So he also gave um, some prompts to think about or just kind of things to think about. If you're experiencing the urge to take part in your undesired habit. So I think it's interesting to kind of look at this list and maybe us both think about the things that are bad habits. Do you want to read the list? Yeah. So here's some of the questions that you can use um, when you're considering your bad habit. When does your bad habit actually happen? How many times uh, do you do it each day? Where are you? Who are you with? What triggers the behavior and causes it to start? Simply tracking these issues will make you more aware of the behavior and give you dozens of ideas for stopping it. Mm -hmm. It's kind of just bringing it from unconscious to conscious, right? That's, that's key. Understanding that you're actually doing it and why and when and what's triggering and all of that's great. I need to post that list on the jar of chocolate chips in my pantry. <laughs> or maybe you don't have the chocolate chips in the house. It's very important. <laughs> I need them okay. for baking. <laughs> right. Right. So another great suggestion was to keep track of how many times a day your bad habit happens and maybe keep a little piece of paper and you could simply just make tick marks every time um, that you find yourself, say, for example, chewing your nails or even wanting to chew your nails, um, depending on your bad habit of just how often that trigger comes or how often you're doing it. Right. It'd be really interesting to track how often you have the trigger and then also how often you give in do it. Oh yeah. That would be interesting data to have for sure. Mm -hmm. um, another great tip um, is you could use a jar full of something such as buttons or coins or marbles or anything really. And every time you feel the urge to do something that you don't want to do 
and you don't do it, you move a marble to the jar. So this is a concept I heard referred to as the urge jar by life coach Brooke Castillo. And she talks about this as it relates to weight loss, but it's really applicable to tracking bad habits and visually seeing your will, willpower get stronger with every jar you move or with every marble or whatever it is you move to the jar. I think that this is a really cool one. And it's, you know, we'll link up to it in the show notes because it really is an interesting framework that she gives and it's something that you can tailor and make your own. So every time you don't do the thing you don't want to do that you're trying to avoid, you could put, you know, take, you know, have a little pile of marbles and put it in the jar. Um, or, you know, you know, we're talking about quitting like bad habits today, but also for good habits. If you do something you want to do, you put a marble in the jar. It's a really cool visual representation that is very rewarding. And it gives us that little rush of dopamine. Like this is something that I even remember my son's kindergarten classroom. They had um, a jar in the center of each of the tables. And every time someone from that table did something good that the teacher noticed, they would put a cotton ball in the jar. And then at the end of the week, they would count up all of the cotton balls for each table. And there'd be like a cotton ball winner that week of whoever, you know, was caught doing the most good things. And it was something that you couldn't intentionally do. Like you just had to kind of, it had to be something that they just happened to notice that you were doing, you know, such as cleaning up well from lunch or something like that. And it's so funny because if we're experiencing kind of, you know, some behavior things, we will set up a jar and I'll just catch my son doing things. And I'll say, Hey, I just saw you put your plate in the dishwasher, cotton ball, and I'll put it in. And it's become kind of like a thing that very, it's a very easy thing that he then gets excited about. Oh, that's cool. That's we, it's I like, like it. it's a little phrase in our house. Like if someone does something, you just kind of say, it. we all go cotton ball. Oh, I love that. That's cool. <laughs> Okay, cool. So some really great ideas and some thoughts for you to consider if you've got some bad habits that you would like to kick. And that's it for this summer shorts episode of The Improvement Project. We hope you like these short episodes through the summer. Let us know if there's anything specific you would like to hear about in upcoming episodes. For questions or comments, send us an email to theimprovementproject at drpeggymalone.com. You can come and say hi on the socials. Jenny is on Twitter at jcaps, and I'm on Instagram at drpeggymalone. You can always get our attention by using the hashtag The Improvement Project. And as usual, you'll find all of the resources and links that we mentioned during today's show in the show notes at theimprovementproject.com. If this episode was at all helpful for you, please be sure to tell a friend and share it with them. This is the number one way that new listeners find our podcast. So if you found it helpful or entertaining, pass it on. We also have a Facebook group, so search for The Improvement Project on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, stay focused and get after it. You know what has become very apparent during the global pandemic? What's that? Your partner's bad habits. <laughs> that might be true. Like you, you, do you notice think that it's, more. Do you think it's because you're just spending more time and that's why you notice more? Mm-hmm. Yep. You know what the solution to this is? Cotton ball. <laughs> Cotton ball. I noticed you weren't constantly going <laughs> sniffing. Cotton ball. <laughs> Poor Jeff. <laughs>
Oh, entirely. Just gets in trouble for the way he breathes. It's sad. Oh, Poor guy. Dear. Poor guy. But, you know. And I keep thinking, like, I'm thinking it in my head, like, as we're driving. I'm like, I wonder what I do that's annoying. Because he never says. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, and then the thought crosses my mind. I'm like, maybe I'm just, like, not at all annoying. And then I'm like, no, that can't be it. It just means that your husband's nicer than you are. <laughs> we all knew that. We all knew that. Uh, yeah. Don will sometimes make a complaint about what I've been doing, and he sometimes uses the word never or always, and I always respond with, we do not use absolutes in this family. <laughs> and then he'll say, you often leave all the lights on in the house. <laughs> 